Welcome to the BBC, a wax cast based on collaboration, not competition. Between Both Cheeks is a world filled with beauty, bums, and billions of bucks. The hosts of the BBC are Luba, the badass boss bitch, creator and owner of international brands and beauty salons. Becca, once newbie and now experienced enforcer, she's hatched out of her egg and manages business with authority and a smile. And Ashley, a straight, shooting, spicy Italian. Hot off the global circuit, she's got expertise to share. Welcome to the BBC. Bring me your balls. No, Kelly Clarkson! Hello, everybody, and welcome to this week's episode of Between Both Cheeks. Yes, we mean those cheeks, too. I'm Becca. I'm here with Luba today. Good morning. Good morning. And we have a special guest. We've been trying to get him on the podcast for literally months, and we got to meet at the Vegas IECSC show. You may have heard of him. He's been on a few other podcasts in the world. It is Miguel from Mr. Browse in Chicago. Hello, hello. Welcome. Thank you for having me. I, I appreciate all the, the flexibility. I think I know our schedules have been kind of crazy. So mm-hmm. goes both ways, goes both ways, sister. <laughs> okay, before we start, I just have to know how was Maui? It was so good. It was so beautiful. Honestly, for the record, I never plan any of our trips mm. um, that my partner and I go on. And this one was a surprise. We're turning 40 this year. And so it was a big, like, surprise 40th situation. He thought we were going to Arkansas to visit my parents. Oh, wow. <laughs> very <And> different. So, <laughs> very different. I told him a couple of days before to change how he's packed his stuff and just to get ready because we're not going to Arkansas. Um, and then when we get there, the Airbnb is, like, more beautiful than you would think. And the views are amazing. You can see sea turtles from the balcony. It was so unreal. Yeah. And then I came back with the fiancé. Yay! <laughs> that was wonderful. That was a good trip. Amazing. 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 <laughs> so cute. I love that. What a place to do it, you know? Yeah. Honestly, it was it was perfect. It really was. Cute. Okay. So what do you want to talk about today, Miguel? So um a couple things, I suppose. Um I think uh burnout, like being tired, um, not really finding that work-life balance and you know, and not being able to find that you kind of find yourself kind of hitting the wall. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that, and then also just kind of client slash like friend relationships. I know that sometimes some of us, even myself included, I have felt kind of an obligation to like accept an invite from a client perhaps, mm. but you're like, oh no, I, I don't know if this is going to change our dynamic. And I, you know, I value our current relationship. I don't want that to change for the negative potentially. Um, Because I just feel like, you know, there have been a couple instances in my own personal like life where I've had clients or we'll start with friends. Friends come in and they turn into clients and we have a great like interaction. It's wonderful. But because we're friends, you're like, oh, hey, Miguel, sorry, I'm not going to make it today. Just waive that fee because we're friends, right, girl? Mm -hmm. Then it becomes uncomfortable and a challenge. You're like, you don't want to damage friendships essentially so it's it's tricky it's kind uh, of like borrow or lending your friend money yes it's like the same way when you like start to be mm-hmm. you know let things slide that it's okay for this person yeah I just recently had the same thing so I and I'm not even in the treatment room so continue sorry 
it's a struggle sometimes. Um, I've actually had to fire a couple of friend clients. I'm like, listen, I love you. You know, I care about you, but I just don't think that this kind of a relationship is very productive for either of us. I don't think we're a good fit for each other yep. as a provider. Let's be friends. Let's go grab a drink. But I just don't think that we're a good fit in that world because I just, I feel like there might be a little bit of a lack of respect. And how did that go? And are you still um, now? So I try like, I try to do it in text, not because I'm like a bitch and trying to like get out of it or anything, <laughs> but like, I like a paper trail, right? I come from kind of like corporate brow world and paper trails are important. And so, you know, this actually just recently happened. I had someone who had like literally no showed me and I'm like, Hey girl, what's going on? Where you at? And he's like, Oh, very like big, non-specific message. Can't make it. And that's it. Crickets. Mm-hmm. I'm like, okay, thanks for nothing, friend. And like, we don't have a card on file for this person because it was Apple Pay. And like, it's your friend. So you don't think they're going to do you dirty. Yeah. And so, um, you know, I told him, I said, hey, you know, if this happens again, um, I'm not going to be able to keep you as a client. So just, you know, keep the communication there. If you have to not make it in because of whatever's going on at work or, you know, personal life, let me know so that way I can plan accordingly. Otherwise, you're kind of sabotaging my day because I stay busy. Yeah. Um, and he's like, oh, no, I totally get it. I know this isn't a hobby. This is your business. And then like a few months later, it happened again. And so I literally, I had the message ready because I knew it was going to happen, unfortunately. And I, uh, I was like, hey, you know, I know we talked about this back, you know, a few months ago. I just want to remind you, like, I have to stick to my word. That's all I have is my word. So you know, unfortunately I can no longer be your provider, you know, no hard feelings. It's literally just business. Let's catch up sometime. And it was very understanding. And I'm sure like, he was probably like, Miguel, you're a dick, (laughs) but he didn't say it, you know, and it's one of those things where you can't really say it because I'm standing up for myself and my business. Um, And that's kind of what you have to do. You're representing your business. And if he goes someplace else, it's going to be the same thing, but he's going to have to have a card on file. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. not as nice out there in the real world. No, exactly. (laughs) What happened with you, Luba, recently? Uh, I just had someone's partner, like, no, no show. And when they called them to be like, Hey, where are you? And he's like, Oh, I put my home address in my GPS and I drove home. So I just don't feel like coming in now. Okay, oh, that's very dumb. So at first I was like, <laughs> mm, I'm gonna call I'm gonna call bullshit because I would have been like, you know, when you, you and you get in that mindset too of like you're going someplace familiar and then you're like, oh my god, like I'm not even going in the right direction of where I'm supposed to be going. I don't know if yeah. that's just me. Sometimes you forget when you're driving. Right. But yeah. you like you usually catch it before you fully get to that end destination of like, oh, I gotta like take the exact so I just felt like because the staff called him that he was already like, peace out, I'm done. Um, I got a sassy little text from his husband before this happened. And he was like, oh my God, do you guys even answer your phones? And I'm like, I'm de- I was dealing with so much at the time. I was like, what are you talking about? Where? And I'm not a provider. I'm an international owner. So I'm not in the store. I would say like 85% of the time, maybe 90 So I was like, you don't even know where the hell I am. Like, what are you talking about? But I was actually in the store during that time. And I was like, I got two people in the front. So I know that the phones are being answered. Not a response from the husband after that sassy little text. 
then the girls call and and the husband is like, oh yeah, no, I just like put my GPS on and I'm at home and I'm not, you know, I can't, I can't make it all reschedule. So I was like, where's his appointment? Cause you see it um, either like checked out completely that we've taken payment for it or they go gray saying that they missed their appointment. So I'm like, well, where is it on the books? And they're like, well, he just said that he had to, to reschedule it. And I was like, okay, well, where's the charge from today? And they were like, well, well, and I think they start to feel like that too. Cause it's like, people will come in and be like, I'm friends with the owner. And yeah. Becca can attest to this when she's <laughs> my receptionist all the time. I'm like, I haven't heard from this person forever, but well, I, I was a stickler. I was like, I don't Never know. heard of you. You gotta pay for it. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you but, would think as a friend, you'd want to respect that rule even more because, like, they yes, know what's going on on the inside. Uh-huh. So yeah, so this person just like no shut us for the appointment. His husband sent like this sassy text and then didn't respond when I was like, "What are you talking about? Are you talking about the store?" Like nothing, and then just thought that they could get away with it. And I was like, mm. "No." happens everywhere yeah now Miguel I have a question for you about this friends into clients kind of conundrum because Luba Miguel uses dating apps sometimes to get clients oh my god which I love (laughs) you have to talk about about this this is a real thing it's such a real thing listen there's also um to be honest uh an escort website as well that I have come across and I totally created a profile on there and was like just to be clear like in my like little profile description it's like it's a little more um it's not what I would put on my website personally how I would word it but very frank very direct I'm like listen if you're looking for a happy ending you probably deserve one but it's not going to be with me just to be clear if you're looking to like clean up for whoever you're wanting to go see great I'm the guy to go see I'll clean you up I'll send you on your way great um but on the dating apps, like Grindr, for example, literally my, uh, my handle on there is called the Bussy Barber. And um, I, my, one of my friends mentioned the name and I was like, oh my God, this is amazing. We're going to use this. This is hilarious. Um, I've slapped it on shirts. I've given them out at like gay pride festivals. It's, it's been good. Um, I do think that also because like I have a pretty comfortable, small like friend group circle, mm-hmm. But every now and then you're like, oh, this person seems cool. I want to build like maybe a friendship with so-and-so. And I happen to have met them on the dating app. Then I try not to talk so much about what I'm doing in the salon. I just try to like small talk and see if like there could be a friendship there or something mm-hmm. like, you know, grow from that. Um, a lot of times, you know, they're looking for something else. And I'm like, girl, I'm busy for you. <laughs> yeah. I don't have time for that. But, you know, people will see my name and they're like, oh my God bussy barber wait what does that mean are you an actual barber or are you like taking care of down there and I'm like part two like taking care of down there come on in like we'll wax you it's not going to be like a 40 year old virgin moment where you're screaming yeah. in pain it's not going <laughs> to tickle but it's not going to be so bad mm-hmm. oh my and god it, this it is so great it, I love that good. that's a hustle <laughs> yeah I feel like you know now at this point I'm getting new clients like Five minutes before we got on this call, I got a notification saying that someone had booked for tomorrow. So I'm like, this is great. Um, I feel like I'm always just getting new clients now. So it's kind of just working for itself. Mm-hmm. That's brilliant. It's just brilliant. Really so with like Grinder, do you find that those clients kind of muddy the waters a bit between client and friend more because they come from a dating app or are they like generally 
do they stick to the rules more and respect it more than maybe like a friend to client? So I think that, and I'm sure that you guys can also like agree to this. When you work with people for a certain amount of time, you start to like pick up on body language and Mm -hmm. what their intentions really are, especially when you're in person. And so like, there have been some cases where I'm like, okay, let's just get this over with because you're giving me all the creeper vibes and I haven't even like, you're just entering the building and you're being weird. Mm -hmm. So um, in those situations, I don't encourage them to rebook. And usually I'm like a stickler. I'm like, if you're not on my book, you're not my client. That's just kind of the way I was taught. And I like to have clients. So I encourage everyone to book, you know, even being this time of year, I'm like, Mm -hmm. hey, it's the holiday hustle time. I know there's not like that many, you know, brown leaves or anything yet, but like we're getting there towards like, you know, holiday season. So book out your next several appointments to guarantee your spot. Um, And it also just makes me feel good because I know that I'm expecting a certain amount of income. Thousand percent, yeah. Um, But I feel like when it comes down to muddying the waters or like making things weird, not really. I think that as long as you're pretty direct about your intentions, you're good to go. And if they're not being direct, you can still pick up on what they're trying to like do based off how they are talking because some of them are just weird but that's everywhere we'll be back after a quick break money is all around us and we think about it more than almost every other aspect of our lives but how can we make more of it and what's our drive for building wealth beyond just the numbers in our bank account Join us on the Make More podcast as our host, Matt Heslin, brings to you a dynamic lineup of experts in the world of investing, business, health, and beyond. Together, they unpack the secrets to not just surviving, but thriving in today's economy. It's about more than just wealth. It's about crafting life experiences, seizing opportunities, and building a legacy. Subscribe now to the Make More with Matt Heslin podcast and join us every week for new expert insights and inspiration. Yeah. And sometimes they can be weird, but still normal and yeah. respectful. And oh, when I say weird, weird though, I mean like, I mean, <laughs> you creepy. mean creepy, <laughs> <laughs> like weird is fine, but like creepy weird. I mean, like, no, I had one guy say, Oh my God, you're so cute. Do you do after hours massage? I'm like, I don't. And bye. Oh my was, God. And then he texted me later on. He's like, sorry if I offended you. I'm like, I'm not offended. I feel fantastic. Thank you. But it's, <laughs> you know, you won't know unless you ask, I guess, but also yeah. don't ask again. Yeah. Oh, and it's like, I'm pretty sure that you've got like your services listed. So mm-hmm. if I was doing massage, it'd be there. Yeah. hundred yeah. percent. I'm good. I don't do that. Right. Oh my God. Not the right place, sweetie. So you come from, you said a corporate background. Corporate-ish. Corporate-ish. Okay. Um, and so, then, yeah, yeah, go ahead. Oh, no, I was just going to say, I used to um, work back in the day when I first got into aesthetics. One of my first jobs was with Anastasia as, um, you know, their account coordinator after like kind of working my way up a little bit. And they were very about their their documentations and paper trails and getting everything on an email. So some of the some of the stuff I learned back then kind of stuck. Crazy. So now and how long have you been on your own now? Um technically as a tax paying business, mm-hmm. um, in 2018, um, okay. which has been a great, I actually just had my four year business anniversary. Wow. Congratulations. Oh, congrats. You passed the three year mark. That's a big, Listen, big I was win during the COVID pandemic, but yeah. it all worked out. Now business is better than ever. 
So amazing. So like talk to us about work-life balance, corporate versus your own. Um, So back like corporate wise, like back when I was living that life, there was really no balance. Um, I feel like, you know, you got to drink the Kool-Aid to do the job and I did the job well and I loved it. But um, at the time, you know, I, I, you know, to accept this role, I had to move away and it was a whole process. So like, I kind of started off without having a personal life anyway. So it kind of worked really for them. They're like, this is great. He has no friends here. You don't have a partner. Like this is perfect. Um, But then like, you know, coming to Chicago after a while um, and kind of just starting from scratch and building my business in the beginning, I feel like you definitely have to hustle a lot. I was doing all the things and like making it appear as if I was just doing the salon business. Like I had, I was literally doing like, I was working at a brow bar. I was working at my own place. Um, I was doing Uber Eats. Like I was doing all of it. Um, and like working insane hours, I would like stop by the salon, make myself an espresso and like hop back in my car and do Uber Eats again, like at three o'clock in the morning, it was just all the things. And then show up back to work the next day at 9am. Like I wasn't dying. (laughs) Um, but cut to like years later, um, I make it a point to take like a couple days off a month, cons- like consecutively, like a couple days off a month spoken a month. like an, like an entrepreneur right there. <laughs> <laughs> like I, on my work schedule, like if you look on my calendar, you'll see that I work five days a week in the salon or yeah, in the salon, realistically it's six that Monday mm-hmm. is like an admin day. And then like, I'll, I'll blend in some clients in the mix. Um, and then Wednesday is like a proper true day off, but then the end of the month, I'll do a little something like I'll, I'll collect a couple of days off and I'll go to Maui, for example, yeah. that was a little bit extra, but like, you know, mm-hmm. that's what we did last month, um, to Vegas, um, Tampa, like nowhere super exciting to be honest, but like little fun things that will make me not have to work. I can't be like, Hey, I'll be there mm-hmm. in five minutes, you know, to come to your brows because yeah. like I'm in a different state. So it's not really an option. Mm-hmm. Um, and like my clients know what's up because I've planned these trips or like these general timeframes off months in advance. I am like, if it's not on my calendar, it's not real. Mm-hmm. So all of my personal and professional things are all on my salon calendar. And so that way I just I work around it. And I feel like because I'm so like in tune with my calendar, I'm able to not find myself burning out. Like I'll schedule myself half days off randomly and I'll like look at it as I come up to I'm like, why do I have this off? And I'm like, oh, that's in case I might be tired. And if I'm not tired, I'll work. Yeah. Yeah. So do you think you have a better work-life balance when you were at corporate or on your own? Oh my gosh, totally on my own. No question. Um, I feel like because if I, if I feel super tired and exhausted and drained, I only have myself to blame. Like I, I create my schedule. I allow the people that book with me to book with me. And let's say I have perfect example. A couple of days from now, I have like, I think 16 services on the book and I'm like, Oh, that's enough. I blocked out the rest of the day. Like, I don't, I'm not here. Like, don't get me wrong. I love money, but mm-hmm. I'm not trying to like be so drained that I'm a miserable human when I come home yeah. to my partner. Like mm-hmm. that's not great. Um, and so I try to keep the balance in that. So I feel like definitely working for myself has been a huge, huge game changer in regards to giving myself balance. Mm-hmm. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. Usually it's the other way around. So yeah. That was fun. But do you think that it, like, are you 
do you think it's ever in your plans to expand and have employees or do you want to just like be solo? Because so I feel like I that's have, where it gets tricky. Yeah. <laughs> I have some um, concerns with hiring. Um, just because... <laughs> A um, little bit of a control situation, I guess. And I acknowledge it. I don't know that um, I would want to hire a brow artist necessarily. Um, I think that if I were to hire a service provider, it would be someone who's doing something that I'm not doing, whether I don't want to do it or whether I feel like I'm not as great at it, um, just because then they can be the specialist in that particular area. Um, however, I do have some very specific plans for the future of Mr. Browse, which will hopefully take place in the next five years. Um, and yeah, it, it's going to be great. It, I, I can't really speak on it too much. Off because, the record. <laughs> yeah, it, but it's going to be great. Cool. Okay. Well, just the name alone is really cool. Yeah, absolutely. And do you feel that corporate gave you like a step in like a step ahead of more kind of solopreneurs because you did have that corporate background with really like the brow queen. I will say, um, you know, even though things kind of ended the way that they did with that company for me, um, like I was, I loved, I drank the cooler. Like I said, I was like obsessed with the brand. I, I was the shit. I was actually number one with them for a hot minute. Um, and I have to say my executive, she taught me so, so much. Um, she was like, you know, I don't know how long she'd been with the company before I, I came on board, but she was there for a long time. And um, like, she worked alongside Anastasia herself and like did Oprah's brows, like all these people. And like, I remember one day she like lost her cell phone or something happened to it. She's like, oh my God, I have Oprah's phone number and all these people's phone numbers in there. She's like, I need to find my phone. She's spazzing out. Um, but like, totally irrelevant. Um, <laughs> Great story <laughs> though. Random thought yeah. in my head. Like I said, third cup of coffee. Um, but I feel like I learned so much from her because she was very much that hustle mentality. Mm -hmm. She's the one who taught me that if they're not on your book, they're not your client. And that means they could be going to someone else. Mm -hmm. So, you know, always like secure your situation. Mm -hmm. I was going to say that, but I was like, eh. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I feel like I've, I've learned a lot from her and accountability. Yeah. So I think that that specific experience was very helpful. Mm -hmm. getting me where I am now yeah the good and the bad I think yeah. that's like the best education you can have is from a company that literally pays you to learn alongside yeah. while you're helping them like grow the business right but like mm -hmm. like I had experiences with like educational stuff that they would give me or the people that you know I could surround myself with and stuff like you can't go to school for that no and like just a big part of you know what we would do because at the time this is like just just around the time Anastasia started doing like liquid lipsticks and stuff. So like we were just selling like push and brow makeup and had like these most insane goals. Um, and like, if you didn't make your goals, forget about it. Um, and so like, I always try to make my goals. Um, what, what, so, what do you mean? Forget about it? Like fired? Like you're in trouble. Like I remember one of the first, uh, events that we had before I was coordinator, um, 
we went down to, I was living in Tampa at the time, Tampa, Florida, and went down to Boca Raton for an event in a Sephora. And so like I was selling two pieces, you know, a pencil and a highlighter, you know, my, my personal favorite things like here and there to like people as, you know, as the day went. And she pulls me along to the side and she says, Miguel, why are you here? And my heart sunk. I was like, oh my God, I just quit my job to go to this job. Like, I'm going to get fired. Like the tone of her voice said it all. She's like, I need people who are going to actually bring in money. And I'm like, I've been selling. What are you talking about? And she's like, I need real sales. And so like toxic boss-ish maybe, but like she put the fear in me. And from like that on, I was doing like a thousand dollars a day in brow pencils. So it's kind of a lot considering and how is much this, brow pencils. Is this her? Yeah. This was my old executive. Oh, your executive. Okay. I never actually met her on a Okay. Okay. Got an email once, but that was it. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, that's, um, that's a lot of brow pencils because they're only lot. like thirty dollars each, right? Yeah, it was it was uh, a lot, twenty one bucks. Wow. So. Good for you. That's awesome, that's good, though. That's good, right? <laughs> so, do you retail items in your shop now in your salon? You know, I do, but I am not the salesperson I used to be, and not mm-hmm. because I've like lost it. It's just, you know, I know that if the client wants it not to be like such a pushover, but like if the client wants it, they're going to ask. And like, it's, it's there, it's accessible. They know I have it. And, you know, I have the clients that fill in their brows and they ask, Hey, can you fill in my brows? Or I'll say, Hey, can we do a little touch up on these while I have you here? And a lot of times they'll just be like, Oh my God, this was pretty good. Do you sell this? And I'm like, girl, it's on the wall. You see it. Mm-hmm. Like, and then I get it for them. Um, but I am not the pushy salesperson. I, yeah, no, I just, I'd rather, if a client is genuinely interested, I'll educate them on the product. I'll show them how it's, you know, how it's done, make them feel comfortable to use it. And if I feel like they're not going to do it properly, I'll have them like wear it out and then come back and be like, Hey, let's do a little fill in after your tint has faded. Because a lot of my clients do a wax and tint Yeah. Um, after your tints faded. So we can really see how to fill them in. And then if you want to get it great, but like, I just don't want to deal with returns. I want to make sure you know what you have. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah okay I love that so you do sell products now yes. with that on like the business side do you price your services in a way that you are fine with just the services to, to like cover all your question. bills etc oh yeah um I used to charge a little bit more um there in Chicago there are so many like little pocket neighborhoods yeah so I used to be in a place called the West Loop and so my rent was like 2000 a month for my salon suite, um, uh, not cheap. And so like my, my services were not priced perhaps to match that, but I still want it to be reasonable for my old longtime clients because I don't want to price specific individuals out. And I think that, you know, it kind of keeps me in my hustle mode, which I'm not mad at, to be honest. Um, if I want to give myself a raise, I'll just find more clients. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, now, since I've left there, I actually lowered my price like five bucks to go to where I'm at now. It's a lovely neighborhood. It's super cute. I charge, you know, for a brow wax itself, uh, $35. And then for a wax and tint together is 50. Um, but I stay booked and busy with those. Mm-hmm. Um, so like, it doesn't really affect me in a negative way. And my salon rent is much cheaper yeah. um, because, you know, it's not so much like a chain yeah, like yeah. totally. Yeah, absolutely. So it's it's a significant difference in cost. 
some of those chains, you're better off to get like your own storefront than rent mm-hmm. a room. Like it is yeah. mind blowing. They make it sound so appealing by like their daily rate. Yep. I was interviewing someone the other day to come do the trade shows with us actually. And she was renting in one of those chain salon suite type of deals. And I was just, we were just chatting, like the interview was over. And I was like, oh, how much is your rent per month? Because I'm just curious. I'm in Canada, so it's different here. And she didn't know how much she paid per month. She only knew like the daily and the weekly rate because that's how they advertise it. And I like have my calculator on my desk and I'm like adding it up. I'm like, oh, that's this much. And she honestly had no idea. I was like, girl, that's like step number one (laughs) is like how much is incoming and outgoing, Mm -hmm. you know? Oh my gosh. But that just speaks to how they advertise. Absolutely. They don't want, they don't want you. She was like, oh, it's only like, whatever. I forget now, but it's only 50 bucks a day. And I was like, oh, I forget the number, but I was like, okay, well they've done their job because that's all, you know, you're like, cause that doesn't sound like a lot. Right. Yeah. That's fair. I mean, I'd be, that'd be the first thing I do talking to someone be like pulling, like literally what you just did, you know, pull up the calculator, take a look because like how many brows is that? No, yeah, exactly. <laughs> right? You have to yeah. work it out backwards to see if it's doable. So it's just a funny thing in the industry that I've noticed. So if you're listening out there, make sure you do your math because it can really make or break if your services are enough or if you really need to push retail or packages or gift cards, et cetera. Yeah, yeah. exactly. So no. what is your advice to people out there, Miguel, that want to kind of start their own, their own thing, their own business? Um, I say 100% go for it, but you know, some people have a certain kind of mentality where it's like, it's fine. I'm going to just go straight out of school and mm-hmm. figure it out. Don't do that. <laughs> uh, work for somebody for a little while. Um, not even to like acquire a clientele necessarily, but to get some experience, yeah. learn what works for you. Um, you know, everyone, we all make mistakes. We all, you know, skin lifts, things happen. Um, and it's good to like go through that learning process because, you know, let's be real after school, we all think we know everything. We're walking into the nail salon and be like, Oh, that's wrong. That's wrong. But like, after you've lived it for a while, you're like, Oh, that little hairball, like on the floor, I'll clean it up. But like those things happen, you know, that kind of thing. Um, not so much me because I, I don't cut hair, but you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, my, my biggest advice would be, yeah, go work for a space that does what you want to do. Learn everything you can be a sponge, take all the notes. Um, and then think, what would you, what would you do to make it better? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, and also I think that there are a lot of people, I haven't really run into any recently, but I used to see a lot of people that would be like, oh yeah, this seems like a pretty good career. Um, it's cheap to go to school for it or less expensive than maybe like a four-year college. Mm-hmm. Um, and like this person I follow on Twitter or, or uh, TikTok, like they're doing amazing and they are, they're insta-famous or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I'm going to do that because it seems fun mm-hmm. or it seems like easy money. Yeah. This is not for you. Do it if you're actually like your heart is into it, not if you think it's an easy buck, because the money will come if you're happy with what you're doing and you enjoy it. And if you're not, and if you're just doing because you think it's going to be like a cash cow, the money is not going to be there, friend. Sorry. I love that. That's so good. so good. I think so many people need to hear that in this industry because just with employees and, you know, the last 14 years in two countries, like sometimes it's just very 
delusional on the amount of money that they want to make, especially coming out of school. And I'm like, I'm not sure what you like, what you were expecting. No, I was making minimum wage when I first started and they were like, it's fine. You're going to be okay. You're going to make tips because you're going to have a clientele. I was in Carrollwood, Florida. No one was getting facials. Like I was making $8 and change and that was it. Um, you know, that it, it just is what it is until like you get that experience, you yeah. work at it and then you'd be surprised. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You could definitely have more control of it with, with that, but yeah. If you're looking to make, you know, six figures as a manager of a salon, probably not going to work. Yeah, not right away. No. It's quite a salon. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Maybe they right do happy endings. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay, fair enough, fair enough. It is possible. Oh I'm sorry, I take it back. <laughs> if it is, I, I would love to know what salon is paying that. <laughs> right. Well, we were talking about the late night massages that he was asking about. That's it. Yeah, Okay. Well, Miguel, where can everybody find you? Where's the best place to? So I am most active on my Instagram, browguy underscore Miguel. And then of course my website is, uh, oh my gosh, mrbrowchicago.com. <laughs> totally blacked out. <laughs> it's okay. We'll put it all in the show description. And he is in Chicago. If you are in the area, go yeah. and become a client. And you're not a client if you're not on the books. So get on the books. <laughs> oh, that's my second piece of advice. If you don't have them on the books, they are not your clients. So get them I... on the books. Do not be scared to rebook them. Mm-hmm. I am taking that back to my salon today. I'm literally leaving this podcast, going there, and that's what I'm going to say. Yeah. It, it's the, the rule to live by. I that's might actually good. say it to a couple clients. <laughs> <laughs> it's true, though. It's succinct yeah. and to the point. Okay. Well, well, it was such a pleasure. Thank you for joining us. Yeah. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. Amazing. Thank you. And hopefully we can see you again in person next yeah. year sometime at one of the shows. I will be looking out for you guys. Yep. Yeah. Oh, you'll hear us. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, thank you all for listening. You can go ahead and follow us, like, comment, subscribe, give a review, all of the things at Between Both Cheeks podcast. Um, we are on Apple, Spotify, iHeart, anywhere you find podcasts, just search Between Both cheeks and on apple or spotify give us a review it really helps us out and if you don't understand any of the things that i just said just go to betweenbothcheeks.buzzsprout.com and we will see you next week 